Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Welcome in, podcast listeners. Appreciate all of you spending your Thursday morning with us. We have got a lot to dive into with you. First of all, Loaded Show. we got Frank Isola. We've got Dr. David Chow. And we have Jeff Schwartz talking about all different sorts of issues. We start with Jadavion Clowney's price dropping. Who could be interested in him? We will discuss. We talk about O.J. Simpson's opinion of Carol Baskin from the Tiger King. Also, the latest on Tua Tagovailoa's health with Dr. David Chow and the New England Patriots in, on a mission that will help, hopefully, in the coronavirus fight. We talk about that. All of these stories rolling your way. want to thank all of you as well. March was the biggest month in OutKick podcast history, and that's despite the fact that we have not had, crazily, sports in this country since March 11th. The reason why things are rolling so well on the podcast is because of you guys Thank you for supporting the uh, the show, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. It begins now. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Want to start off with some optimism for you. I'm trying to be a voice of optimism surrounding the coronavirus as uh, we just you just heard in the update from Eddie Garcia that we've had the uh, Wimbledon was shut down and now the British Open uh, Championship is, uh, is being shut down. Um, and in general... It's like every time you turn around, something new that you were planning for is being shut down. I was talking to this with my wife 
uh, last night because she had stuff scheduled for the boys in the summer. Uh, camps, things like that, they're all being shut down in uh, in June at least and some into July as well. But I want to point out something good. Uh, as we move into April, and obviously it's, it's only April 2nd and this is going to be what feels like a very long month for a lot of people, limited to no sports. Everybody, uh, for the most part, staying close to their home as uh, there is a quarantine for much of the nation, depending on exactly which state you are in. Uh, But there is good news out there, even though it's not getting a lot of attention. I'm just going to hit you with this right off the top. In Europe right now, the three countries that have the worst coronavirus outbreaks are in order and or have had the worst outbreaks, Italy, Spain, and Germany. Those three countries have the most cases in all of Europe right now, Italy, Spain, and Germany. Italy now has had 11 straight days since they peaked in new daily infections back on March 21st, they have had 11 straight days where the number of infections has been lower. That is, Italy has hit the top of their curve and they have substantially begun the decline. Deaths run about a week behind the total new infection number, sometimes 10 days or so, So the deaths haven't declined as rapidly as the total new infections have declined. But that is very, very good news for Europe's worst-hit country. The next two worst-hit countries, in order, are Spain and Germany. Both of those European countries have seen declines over the past six days since they hit a total new infection high six days ago. Now, because inevitably when I say these things, somebody goes and they look at the numbers and they're like, uh nuh-uh, Clay Travis. They haven't changed they haven't declined eleven straight days. They haven't declined six straight days. I don't mean that the numbers have gone down every day for six straight days or eleven straight days. I mean they are below where they were at the peak. In other words, if the peak was 7,000 cases a day, that means in Italy, in the consistent 11 days since then, no one has been above 7,000. And the same thing is true of Germany, and the same thing is true of Spain. Well, you might ask, why do you bring that up? Because the same thing is going to soon, I believe, be true of the United States. That is, we are going to stop increasing new daily infections. And we seem to have hit a bit of a plateau over the past five or six days. And the first thing you do is hit near a plateau. And then eventually you hit a new peak and then you begin that decline. Doesn't mean that the raw numbers are declining. And again, this is significant. The numbers will still climb. But instead of there being 25,000 new cases a day in the United States, Soon we're going to see there's 23,000 or 22,000 or 19,000 and that number is going to begin to decline and that's when you know that you have reached your peak and begun the backside uh, numbers, i.e. the track down as opposed to the track up. When all of that happens, 
you know that you are closer to the end than you are to the beginning. And that is psychologically very powerful. When exactly that date will be for the United States, I'm not sure. But we know that it is going to happen because it is happening in Europe, in many hard-hit countries. In fact, all three of the hardest-hit countries have begun their downside slope. And that is important because that means that sports, sooner or later, is going to return. So I believe uh, that is going to be a really, really good story for all of you out there who are following the world of sports. Um, And that leads me into an actual sports story, which is ESPN, a couple of different reporters, have reported that Jadavion Clowney, who we really haven't talked very much about in the context of being a free agent, has lowered his price from $20 million a year down to $17 or $18 million a year. And I think this is potentially really interesting. And that same ESPN report says that the two teams that have been the most consistently interested in signing Clowney have been the Seattle Seahawks, where he played this past year, and the Tennessee Titans. And the team that is the most fascinating of those two, to me, is the Tennessee Titans, because what does that tell you? It tells you what the Titans are focused on right now, which is what everybody in the AFC needs to be focused on, finding out a way to beat the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. And what do you have to do to be able to beat Patrick Mahomes? Now, look, the best quarterback in the entirety of the NFL right now is Patrick Mahomes. I understand last year the quarterback that got the most attention and was the MVP, Lamar Jackson. Still hasn't won a uh, playoff game yet. Lamar Jackson hasn't. Doesn't mean that the Ravens are not going to be able to win with him. Remember, the Ravens are trying to do what we've seen a lot of other teams do, which is take advantage of having a young quarterback who doesn't cost you very much money, whether it was the Seattle Seahawks, whether it was the Chiefs last year, whether it was the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, whether it was the Rams. You start to look through Dak Prescott with the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of the teams that have had good, young, proven quarterbacks, sorry, Cowboy fans, have made Super Bowl runs. We saw it with the Seahawks. We saw it with the Rams. We saw it with the Chiefs. We saw it with the Eagles. Eventually, they're going to have to pay big money for that quarterback. That's what the Ravens are focused on right now. They've had a couple of really good years of Lamar Jackson. They've got a couple of years left before they have to pay him a ton of money And right now, the Ravens are building around him and trying to put together a team. I'm not saying the Ravens aren't going to be good or that Lamar Jackson's not going to be good. I'm just saying right now, if you are in the AFC in particular and you are thinking about winning the conference, the team you're worried about beating is the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champ. How do you beat the Chiefs? You have to be able to get tremendous pressure on the quarterback with your front four. That's what we saw the San Francisco 49ers do for much of the Super Bowl until things fell apart for them in the last seven or eight minutes of the fourth quarter. That front four that the San Francisco 49ers had was the best in the NFL. It was an incredibly incredible defensive line. 
if you watched the Titans play against the Chiefs last year, Patrick, they went one and one, but the Titans were very fortunate to win the game that they won, and Patrick Mahomes picked them apart in both games. Why? Because they couldn't get, the Titans couldn't, consistent pressure on him. Think about this. The Titans have gone out and signed Vic Beasley, who is a rush big-time defensive end out of Atlanta that they hope can regain some of the uh, same vitality that he showed earlier in his career. They drafted Harold Landry, who had nine sacks last year. Uh, They also, in this past season, had a rookie in Jeffrey Simmons, who they believe can blow up the center of the offensive line. If the Titans went and signed Jadavion Clowney, they would have a front four that was pretty beast-alike. Now, they traded away Jarrell Casey to try to save some money, but if they had imagined Jadavion Clowney, Harold Landry, Jeffrey Simmons, and Vic Beasley, we're talking about four guys who can get to the quarterback without needing to blitz, which means you can drop seven additional players into coverage. Now, you can still blitz occasionally, but you can't make a living blitzing against a team that's as explosive as the Kansas City Chiefs are at wide receiver and certainly very reliable at tight end with Travis Kelsey. Is Jadavion Clowney worth $17 million, $18 million a year? That's the question. Probably the answer is no, but he could be worth it for the right team if you're in the AFC and you think the difference between your front four being able to get tremendous pressure on a big playoff run as it comes to winning a division, if he's a difference maker as opposed to just a good player, the guy who puts you over the top. Now, the Titans have seen this before. The Titans were the best team in the NFL for about a three-year window after they went and got Javon Curse, who obviously some of you will remember as the freak. He came in as a rookie and had an unbelievable ability to get to the quarterback with his pass rush. And all of a sudden, it took the Titans' defense from good to the best defense in the NFL for about a three-year period, two- to three-year period. Titans were the best defense in the NFL. Could Jadavion Clowney have that kind of impact for the Titans? Maybe when you consider the importance of getting pressure on the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, the defending champs, with your front four. Clowney could be the difference. You've already got Harold Landry. You've already got Jeffrey Simmons. You've already got Vic Beasley. Could Jadavion Clowney be the guy who is that next-level pass rush defensive end? Um, I think that could be a huge part of a very, very successful front four for the Titans. Now, If you are the Seattle Seahawks, the other team that was talked about as continuing the push, you need arguably Jadavion Clowney as well. Because as good as your quarterback is in Russell Wilson, right now you have got arguably, and I don't even think it's arguably, the best division in all of football in the NFC West. And what do you have on those NFC West teams Pretty good quarterbacks, which is why that division is so good. Russell Wilson in the NFC West. Jimmy Garoppolo, 
who at times has shown incredible flashes. Jared Goff, who was just in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And Kyler Murray, who is coming on in a big way in terms of his performance. And oh, by the way, all of a sudden he's added DeAndre Hopkins. How do you handle Kyler Murray, Jared Goff, and Jimmy Garoppolo with your pass rush? Now, Clowney only had three and a half sacks last year, but he had two touchdowns, and he played hurt the entire second half of the year, and he missed three games. So what would he be capable of as a fully healthy 27-year-old rush defensive end who is the former number one overall pick? I think he would be capable of an awful lot. But the better the front four is that he joins, the more of a big impact he can have because it's not just about what he's capable of doing. It's about his ability to allow other guys on that front four not to have to deal with double teams because he is such an explosive and fast playmaker in his own right. This story, I believe, with Jadavion Clowney is really interesting. We have talked quite a bit about what Cam Newton's going to have happen. We've talked a lot about what's going to happen with Jameis Winston and also to a certain extent with Andy Dalton. But Jadavion Clowney, to me, is by far the most intriguing non-quarterback who is a free agent right now. And to me, I feel like the Titans and the Seahawks, the two teams that are at the top of the board trying to figure out exactly what Jadavion Clowney is worth, both have really strong arguments for why they should be willing to put out as much money as is needed in order to help their team have a chance to win the division, but also make a run at what is ultimately the best team in the NFL right now, Patrick Mahomes. The only way you make a run at Patrick Mahomes is by having four guys who can get to him, only that front four without needing to blitz, and very few teams in the NFL have that luxury. If I'm the Titans, I sincerely think about making this move. Same thing with the Seattle Seahawks. You'd like to get him at 14 or 15 million a year, but at 17 or 18 million a year, dropping down from that 20 million a year price tag, he's starting to look awfully intriguing. Jadavion Clowney is. All right, we got a loaded show for you. Let me give you a roadmap of where we're headed throughout the entirety of today's show. Uh, right now, we're about to go uh, up to New York City. We'll talk with Frank Isola. What is it like in New York City right now uh, as it is the centerpiece of the entirety of the coronavirus outbreak and what's going on in the larger world of sports in terms of what Frank Isola is hearing about the NBA and whether or not the league is likely to come back. Frank Isola has covered the NBA for a very, very long time. We'll talk about that with him. In hour two, Jeff Schwartz will hang with us. Uh, we're getting closer to, uh, to to some of the decisions being made in the NFL draft at the quarterback position. Where does uh, Schwartz think Tua will go? What does he think is going to happen with Justin Herbert? Will the Bengals stick with Joe Burrow at the number one overall pick? We will be breaking down all that and more with Jeff Schwartz. And then in hour three, he joins us every single Thursday. He is the doctor at Pro Football Doc on Twitter, Dr. David Chow coronavirus update plus discussion of Tua's health and more uh, as we uh, as we contemplate the direction in which sports are heading. Dr. Chow will be up with us early out on the West Coast in California. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, O, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear classic song here i didn't realize this danny g you said we just lost the uh the lead singer of this band yeah unfortunately um 
Really sad news yesterday. Adam Schlesinger, 52 years old, Fountains of Wayne co-founder. Wow. Um, I didn't realize the guy would be 52 years old who sang this song. Uh, it doesn't seem that old to me, but obviously I'm uh, getting a lot older. We got uh, Frank Isola lined up. He is ready to go. At the Frank Isola joins us now. You can hear him on Sirius XM. Obviously, you can also hear him on Thursday mornings here. You can see him on uh, ESPN on Around the Horn, which uh, I'm curious when he thinks that might be back. I know that my show's still grounded and a lot of other shows have been as well. And uh, you can read him at The Athletic. Frank, uh, appreciate you coming on, my man. Um, you're up in the New York City area. How would you compare right now in New York City to uh, what it might have felt like 20 years ago, roughly, uh, 19 years ago, I guess, with 9-11? Are there similarities between the two? What is the vibe like in uh, in New York? You know, the one thing about – how you doing, Clay? The one, the one thing is, after September 11th, you know – you know, just the destruction and the sadness and what everyone was going through, you, you did kind of see a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. You knew that once, you know, security was going to get better at airports and at sporting events and life was going to get back to what we thought was normal, whereas something like this, it's you know, you just don't know when everything is going to return to what we hope could be normal again. So I think that that's part, to me, there seems to be a lot more confusion. You know, after September 11th, it was shock and it was devastation, but it was kind of like, wow, the feeling that everyone was caught off guard and just the extreme sadness of it, and then everyone was attending funerals all the time. This just seems to be different because you don't exactly, you know, you don't exactly know when it's going to end. Because remember, Clay, back then, you know, sports came back, the NFL took off that weekend, Baseball had taken, I think it was about, what, maybe 10 days where baseball didn't play, a week to 10 days. There, were no, there was no air travel. So it just it, it felt a lot different. With this, it, to me, there just seems to be more of the great unknown, kind of not understanding or having any kind of time frame of when we all might get back. Now, for people who aren't that familiar with the New York City area, my understanding is that Westchester, which is just north of the city, and had one of the initially biggest parts of uh, of the breakout has really kind of uh, taken things under control, and that we've sort of narrowed down the overall outbreak. I know it's spread into New Jersey and Connecticut to a certain extent, but that in general things where it initially broke out have gotten better. But that obviously New York is just such a dense and uh, and large uh, metropolis in general. Uh, that the spiral kind of has grown out from there. Is that kind of a, a rough approximation of what exactly happened? Absolutely. And, you know, you look at places like Bergen County, New Jersey, where a lot of people uh, work in New York City, and probably some of their spoiled kids were at spring break too. They, you know, they've yeah. had, you know, there's been a lot of cases there as well. You know, the last time, you know, because we do the show, I live 12 miles outside New York City, so the last time I was there, believe it or not, because it was right before those conference tournaments. So I hadn't been there until like the Tuesday before everything got canceled. But when I go in, I'm, I'm riding the subway. And even, every, you know, from whatever date that was, you know, you kind of had a feeling like everyone was kind of aware of it, but nobody expected what we're seeing now. I'll say this too, Clay. You know, the, like one of the last college basketball games played was at Madison Square Garden, which was between St. John's and Creighton. That's the game that the Big East tournament. Yeah, yeah, they decided not to play. But you know, 
coming through the garden within like a short amount of time with the Utah Jazz, it was Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. You had the Detroit Pistons, Christian Wood. I mean, Jim Dolan, the owner of the team, tested positive for it. There's a photographer for the New York Post who's been on a ventilator now for over a, a week. I think he's actually getting better. I'd be surprised to know just how many people at Madison, you know, that came through Madison Square Garden, you know, being just anybody that was part of like a large gathering. Because I'm sure you read that story about the soccer game in Italy where, you know, yeah. they claim that that was like a biological bomb. It was a team from Spain playing a team in Italy and that city in Bergamo, uh, you know, has had, I guess that's been the epicenter in Italy. It's just amazing. I mean, think about like how many sporting events people were going to prior to everything getting shut down on that Wednesday. Yeah. We're talking to uh, Frank Isola at the Frank Isola. Obviously, in the grand scheme of things, what we do for a living is not that important. Uh, I do television with Lock It In. You do television with Around the Horn. Also, sometimes sit in for PTI. What have uh, you guys talked about? We're still on hiatus. And, and frankly, I don't know when exactly we are going to be back. What have you heard about your television program and how you know we've seen – happen a lot regardless of where the television uh, is emanating from is a lot of people have been doing shows from their home they've been doing zoom you know they've been on uh, a wi-fi connection uh, video out of the house what have you heard about when your television show might come back well yeah we're you know we really want to get back but it uh, you know we've been doing some stuff online right but as of right now it it really seems to be on a week-by-week basis right and you know and not having sports certainly impacts the things you can talk about trust me i know (laughs) exactly and a lot of it and i'm sure for you a lot of it is coronavirus related about you know when mark cuban had said last week that he thinks we'll be back at mid-may and then of course he came out the other day and said he doesn't think now the nba will be back by mid-May. What's amazing about this whole thing is I always feel like the NFL, despite every bad thing that sometimes seems to go on and people think it's the end of football, it's like the the, the NFL, it survives everything. So right now it's their free agency period. So like that just continued as normal. So they were providing a lot of content and they're going to have the draft. They should stretch the draft out over about, I would just do a round a day. Yeah, I like that idea too. Yeah everyone's going to watch it. So the, so like the NFL has kind of, which somehow turns a 16 game regular season into a 365 day a year sport. I mean, it's amazing how they're able to do it. And now they kind of have the stage to themselves because people are so desperate for sports. And they're, they're actually providing legitimate news as opposed to every other league where it's just kind of getting, you know, players are weighing in on the coronavirus and people speculating on when they might return and what it might look like when they return and where they might play. It's like the NFL, it's, it's, I know it's not business as usual, but it just feels like it's business as usual for the, uh, for the NFL. I don't think there's any doubt at all. We're talking to Frank Isola at the Frank Isola. You can follow him on Twitter there. Thank you for getting up early with us. Let's go into the NBA. Let's talk about actual sports. I wrote about, and we've talked about on this program a lot, the idea of the NBA going to Las Vegas. Uh, we had Chris Mannix on yesterday. I'm not sure if his story for Sports Illustrated has gone up yet, but he said, hey, Clay, yeah, you, you know, he said, I think Vegas is, it's, it's Vegas or bust for the NBA, basically. Uh, he said he thinks that's the, the last best option of the league to come back. So I'll start with this question. And I know you're not a you know epidemiologist or an expert in the spread of viral vir- virus and communicable diseases and everything else, so I'm not asking you to weigh in on that side. 
But just based on what you see and what you hear as someone who has covered the league for a long time, do you think the NBA will be back this year or do you think they are done that the last games we saw, I think it was on March 11th, are going to be the final ones played in the NBA this season? You know, it, it's still only April 2nd. Yeah. You know, so things things could change dramatically in another month. I still go back to what Adam Silver said. Now I think it's about two weeks ago already that he wants to salvage the season. So, you know, there are still so many things that they can do. Whether or not that's playing any regular season games, who knows? You know, could you shorten the playoffs where the first round is three to five, the second round is three to five? Would you do something crazy and maybe just take the top four teams from each conference and have them play? I mean, I'm sure some people would be upset about that. I, I would think at the very least they're hoping to get all 16 teams in the playoffs, and even if it means shortening up the playoffs, like I said, the first two rounds, three out of five, I still think there's a way they could do it. I read your story. I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense. We all know that Las Vegas is the NBA's home away from home. That's where they have summer league. They had an all-star game there when they don't even have a team in right. Las Vegas, and every year the U.S., uh, you know, the national team, trains there that's the you know they used to go to a you know so it tells you how much different players have changed you know 20 years ago the u.s national team would train at like a country club somewhere because players played golf now not as many nba players play golf they'd rather be in vegas so the you know the uh, usa basketball decided you know what we might as well go to vegas with everybody else so it does make a lot of sense and that's the one place with the hotels and where you could do enough, uh, you know, have uh, have enough basketball courts, and they've been through it. To Clay, think about this: when they have summer league, there are thirty NBA teams involved, but they bring actually other teams over as well. They had, sometimes they have a couple of international teams, so they're used to to doing something like this with even more than thirty teams. Yeah, uh, look, I mean, I, I think it's basically the only viable option now as a part of the NBA, and whether they come back or not. I think the player that probably has the most at stake, you tell me whether you agree or not, is LeBron James. And let me explain why I mean what LeBron has so much at stake. He's 35 years old right now. He played and had an incredible season. The Lakers are the favorites right now to win the West. Either they are the Clippers. They're both probably better than the Milwaukee Bucks, who are the favorite from the East. So you can argue, I think legitimately, whoever wins the Battle of Los Angeles is going to be a, uh, a a very strong favorite to win an NBA title. But next year, you're talking about the Warriors, Klay Thompson back healthy, Steph Curry back healthy. Uh, you've got them with the number one overall pick. So who knows? Probably the number one overall pick. We'll see what happens with the NBA draft lottery. So who knows exactly what the Warriors might be capable of as they basically swing back into action. You've got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, who in theory would both be healthy in uh, in the the uh, with the Nets, and so the idea that the Lakers with a 36 year old LeBron James would still be the best team in the NBA is substantially at question. Do you buy into the argument that LeBron probably of everybody in the NBA has the most at stake and would need, from a legacy perspective, the NBA playoffs to take place more so than almost any player in the league right now? 100%. You put LeBron is kind of in the same class as, say, Roger Federer, Serena Williams, yep. uh, Tiger Woods. You know, all of them could be missing a whole year. And, and LeBron even said it when you know, people think for me to be off all this time is great for me. It's actually not. Like, the thing is to keep playing. And he, he is 35, like you said. And 
next year, a, a lot of things could change. I would put him at top of the list, but for organization, I might say the Milwaukee Bucks because they're in the middle of having, you know, what could be a magical year. You know, favored to get to the finals. I don't know about winning it, but if they get there, I think that's a big thing. And remember, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo can receive a max, uh, super max extension this summer. Now, if he turns it down, that doesn't mean he becomes a free agent until the following year. But then, of course, the idea of him leaving is certainly uh, a real possibility. And he has said really what he's going to base it on is the postseason. So I would think getting to a finals for him is really big. So who knows what's going to happen now if, if there is no season with Antetokounmpo. I, I think I would put LeBron first, and then as an organization, I would put the Milwaukee Bucks second. You know, the Lakers, we know this, Clay, 10 years from now, they'll get other players. You know, five years from now, they'll get players. The Milwaukee Bucks, they have like a once-in-a-lifetime or a once-since-Kareem-Abu-Jabbar type of player. And if if this season goes away, there's going to be a lot of questions about them as well. That's a really good point. We're talking to Frank Isola at the Frank Isola on Twitter. Uh, we were talking about everything being shut down. Are you as excited as I am at the idea of Tiger versus Phil just having something even in the month of May to look forward to, uh, and especially if it involves Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and just gives us kind of an escape, which it seems like that event might be able to do, is reported to be happening by CNBC, has still not, by the way, been officially announced. Yeah, so that wasn't an April Fool's joke. Yeah, I know. I know. I saw it. I, I do think <laughs> April Fool's jokes were tamped down to a uh, to a large yeah. extent uh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, March was so crazy. I feel like also it was hard for you to come up with something that seemed outlandish and try to argue that it's true. Like uh, I got my kids uh, with the argument: Hey, everybody has to redo their whole year. They've announced, you know, the president, the entire nation. They said, hey, kids didn't finish. I got a sixth grader, a third grader, and pre-K. And so I was like, hey, kids didn't finish school, so you have to go back to the same grade. Everybody fails. We had a little bit of fun with that in the house. But in general, it's kind of hard to pull off a good April Fool's joke. Yeah, what's it been like with three young kids at home? Oh, I mean, uh, it is an absolute zoo every day in my house. You know, I've been playing a lot of sports, first of all. Like yesterday, we played Capture the Flag because we can at least – the weather's getting decent in Nashville, so we can at least get outside. But uh, but we've been uh, outside playing Capture the Flag, a lot of basketball, a lot of football, um, also wiffle ball, and a lot of Uno in my house, and then trying to keep my two oldest from killing each other they would play Madden, no, no joke. They would play Madden for like, if they're up 16 hours, they would play it for 16 straight hours. Uh, and yeah, I didn't realize yeah. how complicated. Mad, I understood that Madden is a lot more complicated than the video games that I grew up playing. And I grew up, I mean, basically playing a version of Madden. But now they have all these challenges and all these different teams and cards. And I don't even know how it works. I mean, it's like it's a whole universe now. So I'm really genuinely concerned that my wife is going to strangle my oldest son to death, and we've got an, a full month left of this uh, this situation. You know what's amazing, too, what I've noticed? Where I live, there are actually more people out than you're used to seeing because nobody has anywhere to go. Yeah, for jogs so or every, walks or whatever it is, the it, neighborhood it, is just so much more active. It's amazing. Like I, I turned to my wife. We, were, we went bike riding yesterday. I turned to her at one point and I said, this looks like a pamphlet for like a housing development. Yeah, right. Where you know, where you have like the couple walking, people walking a dog, people walking with their kids, or people running. It's, it, it's amazing 
how many people are out and about because you you know you should get outside. I mean, obviously everyone is kind of keeping their distance from the the other person, but you you know you drive yourself crazy if you don't get some fresh air every once in a while. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, by the way, speaking of uh, of fresh air. I don't know how they're going to manage to do it, but I know you're a big soccer guy. We talked about the idea of the NBA doing Vegas. The English Premier League is talking about doing their own version of that and having their own bubble in June and July to try to complete their season because, for instance, Liverpool, which hasn't won, I don't think, since like 1990, was two wins away from getting it done, and now who knows if the season's actually going to get finished. Yeah, and you know, and what's interesting about it, I think they said they have 92 games left because, as you know, it's different there. It's you know that title is just based on the team with the best record in the regular season, so that would include every team completing all of its games. I just wonder for these players. Like, I, I mean, it sounds like an interesting story, and this also is going to relate to the NBA as well. You know, so th- does that mean the players are just going to basically now leave their families? Now, some guys might be okay with that. Yeah, I right. think other guys wouldn't be too crazy. Where you're just going to leave your your families for a, for a length of time and just basically be holed up at some camp somewhere and then and then playing games. I know for us, the consumer, you know, I don't care if they're not going to be fans Amen. in the building. I mean, yeah. I, I I understand people like going to the games, but I'll tell you what, you know. Um, when they have this, when they have the summer league, they used to have it in Orlando. I think up until about a year ago, they were having games. That I get it, it was summer league games, but it, they were inside the Orlando Magic practice facility. Yeah. So it was a small venue. I mean, you could hear everything that's going on. So, and those are players that, for the most part, no offense, you don't really care that much about. Most of them aren't going to make the NBA. But imagine watching like LeBron James playing in a practice facility. You know, just like the camera angles you would get plus the microphone, I'm sure they'd have to have a delay for the cursing, but you'd be able to hear some pretty interesting stuff. It'd be pretty unique. I get it. Fans want to be back. But I think at this stage, I think we all want, you know, just to see some games get played somehow. No doubt at all. He's Frank Isola at the Frank Isola. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Let me go ahead and get Eddie Garcia in and get the latest from him. Well, news from the NFL where the Dallas Cowboys side defensive in golf, the Open Championship, known as the British Open, officially canceled due to the global pandemic. First time since World War II, the tournament has been called off. The reason that they are canceling and not postponing is because organizers want to collect on the insurance money. And in tennis, as expected, Wimbledon also officially canceled for the first time since World War II. Now back to Clay Travis in the Geico Outkick to Coverage studio. There are going to be, I was talking to my wife, there are going to be so many wild stories surrounding uh Uh, the legality of coronavirus-related cases. And you just mentioned it, Eddie, there about the fact that some of these places are deciding to cancel their event rather than roll with some uncertainty at this point because they have substantial insurance policies. And there are so many clauses. We talked yesterday, if you listened to the show, about the force majeure clause and how it was going to impact the NBA and also the television networks, uh, because the television networks, if they wanted to, could clearly uh, implement those force majeure clauses and arguably stop paying all of the leagues for the games that they're not going to get. But they're worried about the relationship going forward. There are so many angles that are worth playing there. I mean, you'll be able to do, if you're a young person out there who's interested in going to law school or uh, if you're a young lawyer, 
I mean, I think a lot of law firms are going to be wrapped up in cases surrounding uh, these contract terms because we've truly never seen anything like this where suddenly events just are canceled. Does insurance apply? Does it not apply? Who's going to pay? Who bears basically risk of loss? I mean, this is something that is going to be a monumental story going forward for time to come. Uh, when we come back top of hour two, we got a couple of stories for you that are actually positive. What did the New England Patriots do? It's kind of a wild story. Wall Street Journal exclusive just popped in the last half hour to help fight the coronavirus. I'm going to tell you, it's pretty wild. Uh, also, uh, we're going to tell you about OJ, who has opinions about the Tiger King. Yes, OJ Simpson, you're not going to believe what his opinion is of Carol Baskin and what she might have done to her husband. I want to thank all of you, by the way, as we finish off hour number one. We had our biggest month ever at OutKick for the podcast. We haven't had sports in this country since March 11th. You guys have listened to more OutKick on podcast than ever in any month in the history of this show. Uh, and I think that reflects upon our crew and also this show in general that people crave uh, the, uh, the normalcy of this show. And also, I think there's a great demand for reasonableness when everybody is losing their mind trying to be calm and positive about what we're going through with the coronavirus. And I think a lot of you have appreciated that. But we want you to know that we appreciate you. Thank you for making March the best month in the history of OutKick, even though they're most of, for most of March there hasn't been any sports at all. And there may be the case for April as well. But we appreciate the fact that all of you guys are still here with us. Make sure you search out Clay Travis, OutKick. You can get the latest on uh, everything surrounding this podcast, even if you're only able to hear a part of it because of your daily morning routines. Thank all of you. When we come back, Patriots do something great for the state of Massachusetts and for the nation at large. What did they do? I'll tell you. And OJ, man, OJ weighing in on Tiger King. You'll love all of it. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs. For man manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Sports in the intersection of the coronavirus has obviously been a big story ever since Rudy Gobert tested positive for the coronavirus and one by one, every sport kind of shut down. We talked about at the top of the show today how effectively it certainly has felt like March was the longest month ever. And I think a big part of why it felt as if March was the longest month ever was the absence of sports and the absence of the general routine that many of us have grown used to over uh, much of our lives. Um, And I believe we're going to have sports again. You heard us talking with Frank Isola in hour one. We're going to talk with Jeff Schwartz here shortly about uh, the NFL and the draft and everything else that's upcoming there. Um, But I believe that ultimately sports are so important to our nation because they really are the connective tissue that binds many of us. I know certainly a lot of you who are starting off your morning or listening to us on podcast, however you are consuming this, uh, this show, one of the great things about sports is we have a ton of differences out there. And what it does is it brings us all together. And I've got a great story involving the New England Patriots. Whether you love or hate the Patriots from a sports perspective, you're going to love what they're doing. But I believe we've got Barbara from down in Louisiana who wants to uh, to weigh in with us. Uh, 83-year-old Barbara, who is uh, one of the favorite callers uh, among many of you for the show. And Barbara sent me some uh, some popcorn and my kids have been uh, eating it. We were watching movie last night, um, 
and so, Barbara, I uh, I thank you for uh, for for the popcorn. How are you doing down in Louisiana? I'm doing just fine, Craig. Uh, uh, <laughs> yesterday, you felt as though it had taken March forever yes. to come to an end. But guess where do you get? Where do you reach my age? March came in like a ram, and it went out like a ram. Bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> Older you get, the faster the months go. Is that accurate? Exactly. Clay, when you're young, it seems like it takes forever. But when you get as old as I am, the days and the months just fly by. But look, uh, I call to ask you, uh, until things become normal again, once a week, may I read an acrostic poem on your radio, on your talk show? Yeah, I think everybody out there could use some uplifting poetry. Uh, so, yes, I, I think there's a lot of people out there that would like this. Uh, and, by the way, before you re- read your uh, your poem, are you staying safe? Because there's a lot of people who listen to this program. We know Louisiana has got a lot of issues with the coronavirus going on. We want to make sure you're staying safe. Is everything – do you need anything? Can we help you out at all as part of OutKick? Uh, is there anything you need uh, down in Louisiana? No, I just wish everyone would stay positive. I, 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 even though I was born in New Orleans, I don't live in New Orleans. Right. I live at what they call the West Bank of New Orleans in Jefferson Parish in a community called Terrytown, Louisiana. Yes, ma'am. Yep. And how, is the, how are things in Terrytown? Are you leaving your house very much at all? Are you getting food in and out? What, what's uh, your day-to-day? What, uh, uh, just to go out if I need food, I always need bread and milk and yep. eggs. Other than that, I have a lot of uh, canned goods in my pantry, and I do a lot of cooking beans to eat off of them two and three days. But, uh, Clay, I do a lot of reading, and I do a lot of writing. And that's the reason I'm up for your show every morning, because I sleep all day, and I'm up all night. <laughs> have you always been like that, or is that something that's happened oh, since no, you- no, no. As a kid, they used to tell me, Barbara Joyce, you're going to sleep your life away. Clay, as a kid, as a young person, I always like to sleep because when I sleep, I dream and I have beautiful dreams. But uh, to be honest with you, I have had a wonderful life. It's been a happy life. Not so much in my marriage life because I beat the woman at the well. She had six husbands. I had seven. Oh, my God. You've had seven husbands? Well, well three common law and four legal but there were four in between. In my last marriage, I was 51, and Mr. Lisey, he was eight, uh, 63. But uh, he went to be with the Lord, uh, be 24 years this coming July. And uh, uh, How I, old were you when you got married the first time? The first time, I was 19, and then I left at 21, got married again at 31, and it was like about three or four years and then I got married in forty in my forties, but that was my mistake because I married someone eighteen years my junior, and uh, it wasn't nothing nice. You understand? I, then then I then I didn't get married again until I was fifty one, and that was it. But in between those common law marriages in Colorado, I lived with the guy for a year. In California, I lived with the guy, and in New Orleans, you know. So, like I said. I beat the woman at the well. When I went to work uh, offshore for Shell on the seismic research vessel, when I went on crew change, they had all these names on my cabin. My maiden name is Williams. They had Williams, Plummer, Morell, Fields, <laughs> Levy. <laughs> they made a joke out of it. You're like Elizabeth Taylor. 
You know what they used to call me, Liz Taylor. The girls in the office used to call me Liz Taylor. (laughs) So you have outlasted all those men, and you have got uh, obviously a a great spirit about you. What, uh, What poem do you have for us today? Okay, it's called God's Blessing on America, USA. Yes. America, the greatest country discovered for all who would be free, making every effort to welcome those who came by land or sea. Enter into her dominion, and she will see to all your needs, rich and poor, black and white, and all ethnic colors and creeds. Indigenous people, the backbone of America, were very strong and bold. Columbus discovered America, This was recorded by historians of old. America, you are blessed with resources from a higher power indeed. United we stand, divided we fall. Why not consider our brother's needs? Stay calm, be positive, reject any form of struggles and strife. America can accommodate anyone seeking a joyful and peaceful life. Righteousness exalted a nation, but sin is a reproof to any people. Proverbs 14.34. Barbara Levy, Ambassador for Christ Jesus. Thank you for listening. Miss Barbara, you stay healthy down in Terrytown. Thank you for calling in. Uh, I know, thank you so much, uh, that there are a lot of people out there who need positivity. And that's what we're trying to do on this program because it's a different kind of world that we're living in right now than maybe most of us have anticipated and lived in before. And Barbara, how fantastic is she? Just absolutely. And every time she calls, we learn something new. Would any, Danny G, would you, would you have bet that Barbara had been married four times and had three common-law husbands? No way. In my mind, I was thinking maybe once or twice, and then yeah. she says seven? <laughs> four official, though, but what a pimpette. 18 years or junior? Yeah. Uh, that that she's fantastic. Uh, so uh, another fantastic story that's out there. And by the way, uh, Barbara is not. I don't believe we'll ask her next time she calls in whether she's on social media. But uh, I I know when I check my phone that it's going to have blown up because Barbara always uh, gets people fired up uh, very much in a very positive way. Speaking of positive, uh, the Patriots are obviously a franchise. It's like the Yankees. Uh, that is like the. Uh, uh, the Red Sox, I mean, teams that provoke strong reactions one way or the other. Cowboys do it. Steelers do it. Big brands that everybody reacts to, the Lakers, the Celtics. The Patriots are a flashpoint franchise. You immediately hear their name and you either think, man, I hate that team, or you think, man, I love that team. And that's what happens when dynasties uh, arise. And the Patriots... Uh, had something interesting. The Wall Street Journal has got a fantastic story that just popped in the last half hour or so. I tweeted out the full link to this story. If you want to read it, you can find me on Twitter at Clay Travis. The Patriots, uh, one of Robert Kraft's children is involved in one of the top hospitals in Massachusetts. And obviously, you'd have to be under a rock to not have heard all of the challenges that have come with dealing with the coronavirus not even just about the coronavirus itself, but about the protective materials for our healthcare workers, the masks, the, uh, the the gowns, everything that you need to wear in order to take care of people that have the coronavirus without 
as you're a medical professional, hopefully getting sick yourself. And a big part of that has been the masks. And there's been a mask shortage on these N95 masks that are out there. So uh, the, the Kraft family had tracked down over a million of these masks in China and negotiated to buy them. And by the way, Robert Kraft paid for half of all these masks, but they were in China. And there's a challenge right now. That's not a big surprise to a lot of people out there. Getting things in and out of China, given how our national global commerce has begin to, begun to shut down. So the Patriots scrambled and sent their team plane over to China in a special uh, negotiation because you're supposed to, if you're coming into China now, ironically enough, China started this outbreak, but they now have cleaned up the outbreak in China and they now have restrictions on anyone who enters the, uh, the Chinese country. You have to quarantine yourself for two weeks. So being able to fly in does not mean necessarily that you can leave. So the Patriots negotiated such that the, the people who are flying their plane were going to land in China. They could only be on the ground for three hours or less. And the pilots would not leave the, uh, the plane so they didn't have to quarantine themselves. So there's pictures out there of the Patriots team plane, the same one that Brady and Belichick flew on all these years, landing in China. They loaded rapid-style fashion as many of these N95 masks as they possibly could. They got 1.2 million of these masks loaded onto the Patriots jet in two hours and 57 minutes, according to the Wall Street Journal article. They then got, uh, they, they still had a, f- a few hundred thousand left that they couldn't fit on the plane that are going to be shipped in traditionally. They then took off, flew back, got 1.2 million of these masks to help out in the state of Massachusetts, which is actually more than they think they need right now. So Robert Kraft, who despite the fact that he has beaten up on teams in New York for a long time as the part of the Patriot dynasty, the article says has always had a soft spot in his heart for the city of New York because he went to Columbia undergrad and he loves New York City. They ended up donating to the hardest hit hospitals in New York 300,000 of those masks which have already arrived in New York City 900,000 of them going to Massachusetts the Patriots finding a way to make a play even amid this coronavirus outbreak and I think it is emblematic of what I am seeing take place across this country you heard Barbara with her poem but I think there is a great connection that is occurring in our battle against the coronavirus, which is in a time of great stress and discord, we are creating a great deal of connectivity across all sorts of differences that otherwise have been dividing us. Uh, We are, uh, as a nation, I think, coming together, Democrats, Republicans, independents, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, This virus doesn't discriminate. We are united in a fight against it in a way that, frankly, I haven't seen this spirit in this country since 9-11, and I think that the Patriots are emblematic of that spirit. Congratulations, Robert Kraft and the Patriots for finding a way to make this happen, for doing whatever they can to get as many different uh, assets as we can 
to aid in our fight of what I think Donald Trump is is accurately describing as our invisible enemy, this virus, which we know how this story is going to end. We are going to vanquish the coronavirus. What we don't know is how long it is going to take, but the great, uplifting, powerful, and positive national spirit, uh, I hope we can retain for some time into the future, even after we have beaten this virus and the Patriots, props to them for making uh, this happen. Also, props to Barbara for what I'm sure is always a very, very positive uh, connection with this program. I know she made a lot of your mornings better as well, but props to the Patriots for getting this thing done. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Jeff Schwartz. He's a weekly guest. We're going to talk about the NFL draft, the NFL decision to go ahead and maintain its regular schedule. What's going to happen with Tua? Good reports about his health. Where does Jeff Schwartz think he's going to go? The Chargers going to make a play? Maybe, possibly. Is it going to be a play being made uh, by the Miami Dolphins? Is somebody else going to trade up and make a run at Tua? All of those discussions and more. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual 
manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application with Express Employment Professionals, you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier by letting the professionals at Express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team. Express Employment Professionals is your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Uh, we bring in now Jeff Schwartz. Uh, he is our NFL insider, sometimes guest host of the program. You guys would have been a hosting some. I had a bunch of trips scheduled. All of them got knocked down. I was going to be down at the beach for a while. Beach got shut down. I was going to go down to a wedding in Miami this weekend. Would have been in the air shortly after this show ended to head down to Miami. Wedding got canceled. A lot of weddings getting canceled, by the way. A lot of crazy brides. Can you imagine right now? Oh. If you if no. you were you got a fiance and it was scheduled to have like a June wedding right now, uh, the craziness getting, going on. I have a friend who's getting married May thirty first in in like uh, in the Northeast. I feel like maybe maybe May thirty first they'd be okay. Yeah, yeah, right. But the I challenge hope. is if you're if you're dealing with any kind of planning. It's not even about your decision. It's about is the venue going to be open? What are the rules going to be? Yeah. And so if you've ever been through a wedding, you know how the bride and her mom very often can turn into crazy people. I can't ima- even imagine. There's probably a lot of people out there listening right now who have friends or family that have weddings scheduled for the summer that are like, oh my God, this is going to be crazy. I think our wedding that we were going to go to has been rescheduled for the fall now, and I think it'll probably be fine uh, by the fall, but it was going to be in Miami this weekend. And so uh, you and Jason Martin would have been sitting in instead. I don't even know when I'm going to be able to take vacation now. Because one, you can't go anywhere if you take vacation. Two, uh, like sports, I feel like, is going to be back. At least I believe in June and July and August, usually that's kind of the dead zone. Instead, I think we're going to go straight from a crazy busy summer into into football season. You think about football season, and I know there's some doubt, and I've been very hopeful that we'll have a football season uh, just because obviously I'm a football fan, but – you know, we talk about the economy and what happens. If there's no football season this year, it, it, it's going to be bad. For uh, I would be, um, I would be it, stunned if the foot, if football season is not here. I, now, I'm here. not it's saying that here. we're going to be able to tailgate. I'm not saying that we're going to be able to, yeah. you know, go to 100,000-seat venues for college football games or big, you know, NFL games and things like that. I think crowds may be curtailed in some way to try to preserve, not from the current outbreak, but just from a fear about whether or not the outbreak will yeah. reemerge as it gets colder. Now, if we get a virus uh, vaccine, 
then I think maybe things can change. And obviously, there are lots of really good optimistic reasons to believe that a viral vaccine uh, for this uh, this coronavirus is not far away from being able to be okayed. And I know there's a lot of hope that maybe that could happen uh, in the summer and so we can stop the second uh, round of this coronavirus from emerging in the fall. Um, but uh, but if, if that were to happen, maybe things can change. I think the likelihood of huge crowds is low, but I think the games will happen. I think it will happen too. I am a little bit more fearful on the college side. I'll tell you why. I am. The NFL can control the environment, in my opinion, much better than than college football can. Right? There's way less teams, way less players, um, and you know they have you know these facilities. They, you, know, the, you know the players can be housed in hotels. Like they can make it work. They can test everyone. They have the money to make sure that you know that they're testing. The players are disinfected. Like they have the money, the resources to make that happen. College football, not everyone does. But the the thing that I'm worried about on both sides, but again, more in culture. Because like the Pac-12, for example, announced that they are out of business till at least May 31st. So yeah. no organized team activity, nothing, okay? I'm worried about the athletes' abilities to train because on the NFL side, guys are getting by. They're sneaking in the gyms. They're building their own gyms. My brother, for example, is buying a, a, a whole home gym to put in his garage. Like Players are finding ways to work out. And they can also have their trainers come to their house, right? You know, like uh, as opposed to having to go to a gym, if you're wealthy enough to have a personal trainer, you can just have that personal trainer come to your house and, uh, and continue to put you through workouts. Yes. And like, I have a buddy who, who is a trainer for a bunch of guys. He, he put, he paid thousands of dollars to basically build an entire home gym in his garage, everything he needs for his guys. Right. So, Guys are making it work. They're, they're, they're doing what they can. The college side, though, you don't have that option, right? So the, the amount of players, in my opinion, if you can't start June 1st, if you can't say, like, okay, everyone back on campus June 1st, we're either going to test everyone or we're going to make sure everyone's healthy and we're going to start preparing for the season. If you can't do it by June 1st, I'm worried about players just physically not being ready to play you know, in week zero or Labor Day weekend because that that's my concern. It's not really the virus itself. It's the fact that guys – won't be in shape. And when you're not in shape, that leads to obviously injuries, to poor play, to a lot of other factors that um, I don't think would be good for college football. I guess on the NFL side, by the way, in the NFL side too, you can still rehab at the facility. So there are guys that are going to the facility for rehab that are still working out and training. So there's ways around it on the NFL side, but college side, there's just none. Like the, I mean, the Pac-12 is literally closed. So, um, I'm not sure other conferences have been that forceful in that, but there's, you know, Washington, California uh, are having bad outbreaks. So uh, it makes sense why the Pac-12 just decided to shut down. You know, what's also going to be a challenge is I think college football will happen, but if college football did not happen, then everything collapses in college athletics. Because if you look at the budgets, every single budget yes. in college athletics is predicated on football being wildly profitable so you can't pay for women's track or men's soccer or whatever these other sports are remotely without collapsing if you don't have football yeah i mean you need you need a government bailout to say that's double a at that point you're exactly right on i mean there's some schools like i mean or you know phil nio just make sure teams are funded I, i would imagine but not every school has that has that guy and um, that's a huge concern. That's why I think the economics of football are just are so important. 
um, that, to your point, there's so many months to figure out how to at least try to make that happen. I saw one thing float that I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, which is they're going to move college football season up till July. That I, I do not see happening. Yeah, I, at all. I talked to a bunch of people. They said that was that's, ludicrous and it's not happening because that ties I mean, into your point about being in shape. Like it's even less like if suddenly you had to play in the middle of the summer. I think it's more likely that if they had to move college football, that they move it to like January. Right, like, uh, and and yeah. play it in a, in a late winter, and and you know, like even, yeah. and that could even tie in if some colleges, we don't know, like some colleges. If you're a college kid out there, who knows if the dorms are if people are going to be able to move back in the dorms in August, uh, and so they could potentially shut down many colleges and go online again for a semester, and then uh, and then everybody comes back in, you know, like January. Um, and so, anyway, I think there are a lot of different angles to consider here. Um, but that is uh, that is certainly one that's uh, that that's worth contemplating. My whole thing through a lot of this has been really more on the, on the athletic side. Uh, when people say, you know, that this is not going to happen, that's not going to happen. When people bash the NFL for just kind of going ahead with their schedule, I say, look. You know, the first NFL game is September 10th, right? The first training camp is July 25th-ish for the, the, the teams that are in the Hall of Fame game. You know, college camp typically opens up August 1st around there, and then obviously the first game is – the first weekend of games is, is Labor Day weekend. Um, you know, there's just so much time between now and then. Like, we yeah. don't know what we're going to be as a country on on May 1st, on June 1st, and July 1st. Now, there's, there's ideas, there's projections – um, we have a, you know, maybe a general idea of what it could be, but in the end, we really don't know, right? Because I think we're seeing, you know, people are staying away from each other. At least in Charlotte, we're, we're doing a good job, in my opinion, of staying away from each other. I mean, I used to, I used to be out and about. I would go to the grocery store probably every day. I've been once a week now. I mean, like we're doing, at least I'm trying to do, and my family doing our part. I think that people are starting to do that. So we might see a different landscape on May 1st. So I don't know. When, when people get so upset with the NFL, for example, you know, it says, like, look, we're going to have a draft. We're going to release our schedule. We're going we're gonna to continue business as usual. I don't understand kind of anger for that because what are they supposed to do? They, everything they're doing right now can be conducted outside of the office. They, don't, they can release a schedule on May 9th and write up all our days when there's no sports going on. For you know, yeah. We're, we're going to discuss the NFL schedule like never before. Yeah. For, for the a, NFL he, schedule is going to be a huge story. And by the way, you mentioned the training camps July 25th. I do think there's a good chance that the NFL – does away with preseason games. Uh, and, and I don't know when they'll discuss that, and I don't even know if you've yeah. thought about it, but it's one thing to uh, start on September 10th, like you said, but it's ludicrous to me for a game that truly doesn't matter for, for instance, 30,000 yeah. people to show up to watch the Hall of Fame game on July 25th. Like, I know you can argue that to games in general don't matter, but preseason NFL football really doesn't matter, <laughs> yeah. all right? I think they yeah. could potentially still play those games, uh, but maybe do them, like, on, uh, at, at training facilities almost, yeah. right? Like, you I, know, just, I, just get the scrimmages happen. going there. There's no reason on earth yeah. that they should be opening up these stadiums for preseason football. I, I agree with that. I think they're going to end up doing, you know, joint practices or at least, like, a, a full joint scrimmage. And so, now, remember, see, the NFL, I discussed this last week on Twitter, the NFL, theoretically – can be a very safe environment if you you have you know, the players, you have the training staff, you have you know the uh, the equipment people, you have the coaches and the front office personnel, and everyone walks to that door day one. They're all tested, right? Hopefully yeah. by then, by July, we have much faster. Not only that, but also you take their temperature every day going forward. Yeah, like I think that's going to be standard for teams for a long time to come right. now. So. 
so you have you have an ability to test everyone, and then you can really control the environment. If players, you know, if players kind of stay away from their families, which is a big sacrifice. But during training camp, I don't see my family most of the time. I mean, rules are, are different now, but you know, for a while, you know, you don't see your family, and so you can go through a pretty a pretty well confined training camp. Uh, no media is there, so I mean, it's going to be different for us as fans. We won't get access to that, but maybe teams will do a unique job of having different camera angles and showing us practice and right. trying to be more, you know, and like so. There's a way the NFL can do this again on the college side. There's so many college teams and so many more players, and you know, an NFL roster for training camp I think will be increased to 55 now. Um, uh, no, excuse me. It's ninety for for training camp. On um, the college side, it's more like one hundred and ten. Like it's it's what there's so many guys. So um, it's it's a lot of people in college, and that's why I'm fearful that college will have a harder time coming back. But Clay, do you agree with me that if every college coach had, did did a PSA and said, "Look, stay your butts inside for two weeks, for three weeks, and we'll have your favorite college football back in September." I think everyone will listen to that, and it would be so helpful. I think that, first of all, they've done some of that. I think one thing that doesn't get talked about enough is a lot of people can't stay inside, right? I mean, there are a lot of people out there that, um, you know, if if you are fortunate enough to have a job that you know is going to be there whenever this thing ends, this can feel frustrating, but the overall stress on you is relatively low. Um, there are a lot of people out there. Uh, I saw that the expectation is, or maybe the number just came out, that we're going to have 3 million more people who lost their jobs this week. In the space of two weeks, we are going to have 6 million people who have lost their jobs. Yeah, I mean, that is an unbelievable number of people, and that's probably still far lower than the number of people that, uh, that are out there. And the 6 million that will have lost their jobs, by and large, are the six million that can least afford to lose their jobs, right? I mean, if a lawyer gets furloughed or a doctor gets furloughed, like you know, your job is going to be there in the yeah. years, you, you, you know, uh, ahead in the months ahead. For those six million, I mean, you might have been already living on the edge. You can barely make a car payment. You can barely uh, pay for your uh, for your apartment. You can barely afford to feed your family, and then boom, all of a sudden, you're just tossed out and. I think um, for a lot of people, everybody is so focused on their own life. And that's normal, right, when you have a situation like this. Um, but what I try to think about is my life doesn't really change that much, right? I mean, one reason yeah, that I'm trying to be been. optimistic, you're, I think you've tweeted about this. Your life doesn't really change that much. We're fortunate. We got young kids. Yeah. Our houses are zoos. You know, like it's it's totally and a my mess. Job is, with football still on the horizon, I still have work. Yeah, I know. I feel and, very fortunate to still have a job. I right, think I and and and, jobs. and but there are a ton of people out there, and this goes for you know maybe there's kids in the car listening right now. Mom and dad may be more stressed. They might talk. Oh yeah. You know, I might snap at you faster than they ordinarily would when you're misbehaving. It's not necessarily about you, and that's tough. I think for young kids to understand. But if dad's mom's got to make a mortgage payment or dad and mom's got to figure out how to pay for the car, um, if suddenly you and your brother or you and your sister are fighting, you might get yelled at more than you ordinarily would because it's not necessarily about you. It's about the overall stress that's hanging out there. And, uh, and so I do think, you know, in a larger context, it's silly to say, but sports for many people is that escape. And I think slowly the number of escapes that people have in this country are being constrained. Um, Agreed. 
And, and, and that can be uh, obviously a, a great producer of anxiety and stress. But let's pull away from that for a minute. Let's go to something that doesn't matter at all in the grand scheme of things. The NFL draft, uh, which is going to happen in about three weeks. Seems to be a consensus that there are going to be three quarterbacks taken in the top five or six picks, uh, depending yeah. on how things move. Uh, jo- uh, 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 Justin Herbert, Chua Tagovailoa, and Joe Burrow. Where do they go? What happens? Who drafts them? I mean, look, it feels like obviously Cincinnati number one is taking Burrow, even though there's always whispers of I saw someone uh, tweet out, someone I respect, I forget who it was, oh, I'm hearing Justin Herbert in play for number one. And I'll tell you what, there was a little bit of that after the Senior Bowl. Um, I don't. I just don't think that's true. Um, Dolphins are really interested at five. So they like to, uh, I think they do, but I've heard whispers about the injury stuff. And I'll tell you what, guys, injury stuff is real. Here's, here's the issue. It's not that he's not healthy now. It's that he's been really beat up for a top-level quarterback. I cannot think of a quarterback drafted in the top ten who's had as many injuries as two. Three surgeries. Three, yeah, and, he, and two of those were those ankle tightrope tight surgeries. But still, I, he's I not have, getting hit that much. So Correct. for him to need to have that serious amount of treatment, it makes you wonder, I think, a little bit about whether he can, ha- whether he can stand up to the grind Correct. of an NFL uh, season. And, and remember, guys – you remember Kyler Murray, obviously, from Oklahoma. He's in Arizona. And remember how fast he was at Oklahoma? He was getting run down by defensive ends in the NFL. Like, yeah. like these guys, like Lamar Jackson's different. Okay? He's the only one who's able to run away from everybody. So Tua's going to get hit. And so you worry about that, that durability, in my opinion. Um, the Dolphins do like Justin Herbert. And then at number six, the Chargers have an interesting choice to make there. So, you know, we can see the Dolphins taking one or two, you know, two or, or Herbert, in my opinion. And then at six, uh, like I said, the Chargers are really interesting. They can opt to roll with um, a rookie quarterback at six, or they can draft a left tackle. It's a great year to need a left tackle, and then just sign Cam Newton after the draft, and he's their starting quarterback for a year or two. So they're, they're kind of, in my opinion, the Chargers are kind of the wild card. Um, but, you know, there's always a, a trade or two. I mean, you know, if a team falls in love with two of the Chargers love and maybe they trade up, or there's a, you know, there's a wild card team. The Raiders, I think, might be a wild card. I mean, maybe New England. Maybe they love Justin Herbert, and they finally package up a big uh, amount of picks and move up in the top five and, and take Herbert. So there's just a lot of movement still left, in my opinion. Um, but those feel like the clear top three guys. Um, it feels like a draft, at least outside of those guys, pretty kind of well-known where guys will probably fall. So there's going to be surprises here and there, but we're looking at you know at, at Simmons and, um, and probably Derek Brown and uh, and Okuda, you know Chase Young, those four defend, you know defenders, probably in the top twelve, uh, the three quarterbacks, and like four offensive tackles, and, and maybe a wide receiver. I mean, like it's pretty much like I feel like those are the, the top twelve, thirteen guys in whatever order they're going to go. Are going to go in, in those first twelve picks. Last question for you: We're talking to Jeff Schwartz. How much is Jadavion Clowney worth, and who should pay for him? It's a great question. Um, I think when you look at Clowney, and I know the Titans, your, your team's looking at him. Um, the question becomes, what are you getting for that money? Because he's a guy that when he plays really well, there was a game this year, um, remember Seahawks Niners, and it was Thursday Night Football, where he was just incredible, where he could not be stopped, where he had 11 pressures, and he was incredible. But then there's games where he does nothing. And when you're paying someone upwards of $20 million, which is what I think he wants, he's not going to get that, in my opinion, anymore, you need that every week. Now, you might not get sacks every week, but we need you to, to pressure the quarterback Every single week, we need to be a difference maker. We need you to be a guy that, that takes 
two or three guys to block. And for me, that's what you know. The, the holdup is on the production. It's like, look, can't be that guy. But if we're paying you $20 million, you better be that guy each and every week. So I think that's the concern. That's why he's not signed yet. It's a weird offseason, man. I mean, it's going to be – the draft's going to be really fascinating. Uh, I wrote about it yesterday. We're going to see a different draft in the back half because uh, there's not going to be these quote-unquote steals anymore. There's, they're going to draft kind of power five guys. They have all the film on, all the measurables, all the tape on. And a lot of the, the FCS, the small school guys, are going to be undrafted this year. Um, with the lack of pro days. And, and so it's really interesting. I, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Good stuff as always. Jeff Short's final segment, Hour 2. What in the world did OJ say? We'll tell you next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do it yourself and you can find what you need in store or online stop by o'reilly auto parts today or visit them at o'reillyauto.com slash two pros that's o'reillyauto.com slash two pros at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs. For man manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? 
especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I know we were talking in hour one, I think it was, with Frank Isola about the difficulty for a guy like LeBron. But what about Serena and Roger Federer? Serena Williams, Roger Federer, both on the backsides of their careers. Legitimate chance that Roger Federer wins Wimbledon at his age. Legitimate chance that Serena Williams wins Wimbledon at her age. And suddenly they lose that opportunity. I don't know if we look at what the infection rates are like right now in the United States, whether or not the U.S. Open tennis tournament will end up happening or not. But we know that Roger Federer has owned Wimbledon, that Serena Williams has had a tremendous amount of success there as well. And for those guys who may have relatively few numbers of times to be able to continue to play, uh, there are a lot of athletes that are losing out uh, on the opportunity to, uh, to to perform at the peak of their ability. The Olympics certainly is a good example as well uh, because – the difference in a year, I mean, you can go from being the best person in the world at what you do for the 2020 Olympics to not being the best person in the world by 2021. Lots can change in a year, but in particular, lots can change when you're 37, 38, 39 years old. Uh, your body doesn't hang up as well, hold up as well as it would if you were 27 or 28. Uh, so that's at least worth thinking about as we contemplate all of these uh, canceled events. Speaking of contemplation... O.J. Simpson has weighed in on Carol Baskin. I'll get everybody's views on this. I think almost everybody on the show now has watched The Tiger King. Uh, O.J. Simpson decided after he golfed recently uh, while wearing latex gloves, no no less, O.J. Simpson decided to weigh in on The Tiger King. This is what he had to say. Hey, Twitter world, yours truly. I just got back from the golf course where I actually played pretty well. Uh, Now it's back at home, back to the couch, and back to television. Listen, I've had so many people on my case asking me to watch some show called Tiger King. Well, yesterday I watched this show, and oh my God, is America in this bad a shape? I watched about six episodes of this show, and I couldn't even believe what I was looking at. White people! What's with you and wild animals? Leave them animals alone! (laughs) The show is crazy. But it's so crazy, you kind of keep watching. One thing I will say, there's not a shred of doubt in my mind that that lady's husband is uh, Tiger Shishimi right now. I'm just saying. (laughs) Take care, and I hope you find something better to watch. O.J. Simpson in a video for our times that somehow feels perfect, accusing basically Carol Baskin of killing her husband. The man who killed his wife believes that Carol Baskin also killed her husband, and he's judging her for it. Amazing, amazing, amazing. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis.
appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Well, let me go ahead and bring in the crew. For everybody who finished off hour two with us, we just played O.J. Simpson saying he believed that Carol Baskin basically killed her uh, husband. How unbelievable is the world that we live in where O.J. is posting videos reacting to the Tiger King, calling out other people for killing their spouses? (laughs) A lot of people are questioning our sanity because of how popular the Tiger King got to begin with. By the way, has everybody watched the Tiger King now? Before we even get, have you watched it, finished it, Dub? Have you watched it, Eddie? And have you watched it, Roberto? Has the whole show watched the Tiger King now? I have watched it all. You watched it all, Dub. Eddie, have you caught up? Yes, uh, Roberto. Yep. All right. So everybody's seen it. So we'll get some opinions here in a sec. But let's go back to Danny G. I mean, OJ weighing in and accusing somebody else of killing their spouse is just off the charts crazy. Oh yeah, this is as ironic as when he was standing outside of Costco preparing for Doomsday. Remember? But yes, he had the mask on, but no glove. Also, on his entire Costco cart was water and uh, and toilet paper. Yeah, and the ratio was way off. Yes. So I just had a good laugh when i saw this yesterday and the best part of anything oj puts out on his twitter account are the thousands of comments underneath the videos i i don't know about you but like i tweeted out the the story about the uh about the patriots getting a million masks and almost every single comment is negative i don't know i know in general there's a lot of positivity that i see in real day-to-day life I'm not sure that the average social media comment has ever been more negative than exists right now. Do you guys, are you guys with me? I don't know, like, and I'm not talking about people who are sharing things out publicly. Like, I think my comments tend to be pretty positive. I'm talking about people out there choosing to respond underneath comments. Have you noticed this? It's like, it doesn't matter what people are doing. Like ordinarily celebrities get away with a lot. If a celebrity says anything now about the coronavirus, the first response is, "Oh yeah, look at that huge mansion that you're recording your your video from." Have you noticed this? Yeah. It's like there is a great deal like the number social media I think is always an angrier universe in general. But I feel like the comments in general are more negative maybe than they've ever been before. If there were a way to assess that, and I don't know if there's a way to assess it, whereas I think in their real life, and again, remember, a small percentage of people actually are active on social media, and I think the number of people that are active on social media, as a general rule, if you are in your free time extremely active on social media, I think you tend to be more unhappy than the general public. Would you agree? Like The more often you comment on social media, the less happy you are in your general life? 1,000%. I've made it a point not to comment about the coronavirus because everybody on Twitter has been arguing back and forth about this for well over a month now. It reminds me of when it's election time and you have all of those arguments going on. Twitter as a whole is on edge. You were talking with Jeff Schwartz earlier about how parents might be on edge. Twitter is on edge right now. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, I've had to start blocking people. And my, my standard for blocking people is if you send me like 20 things in a row, like why in the world would I want to hear 20 things in a row from you, right? I mean, I don't want my wife to tell me 20 things in a row and I live with her. I don't want my kids to tell me 20 things in a row without me responding. Who in real life is like, hey, you know what? Clay Travis said X. I'm going to send him 20 different responses to what he said. 
Like, that's really weird behavior. You guys, do you ever notice this? Like, like I, I don't know. There, there's, there's a large extent of people out there, because social media is still new, that trying to translate real-world beha- behavior to social media behavior, I feel like a lot gets lost in that translation. But just imagine in real life, if you say 20 straight things to somebody and they're not talking back, that's not normal. Like if you sent 20 texts in a row to somebody and they didn't respond back, what would your response be? You'd be like, man, that dude or that girl is psycho. I need to block this phone number. If you have sent me 20 straight things and I've never responded, then you need to reconsider the way that you're spending your time. Yet people do it on social media all the time. And I got to be honest, I don't like to block people, but when somebody sends me like 20 things in a row, regardless of what they're saying, and I'm scrolling through, and I just see all that di- disappear forever, you know, because like in your in your uh, mentions list, it's just like boom, 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 boom. It just immediately vanishes. I kind of love that feeling. I'm like, God, that person does not deserve any of my attention. I'm glad they're gone forever. Like, Dub, if you texted a girl 20 times in a row, and that girl didn't respond, or a girl texted you 20 times in a row, and you didn't respond, would it not be a hundred percent evidence that you were psychotic? I mean, I don't know if I'd get to twenty. You know, maybe uh, maybe eight to ten. I'm but if it, but yeah, what I'm it, saying is, if it got to twenty, if a girl texted you twenty straight times and you didn't respond, or if a guy texts a girl twenty straight times, every single person that she knows or that he knows is going to be like, "Yeah, that dude or that girl that that they're psycho." Yeah, there may be a couple of screws loose upstairs if someone's uh, you know twenty straight times. That's a little excessive. I think you know. Once you get to the four, five, six number, I think most people kind of get the picture there. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. So what do you speaking of crazy? What do you think about OJ weighing in on Carol Baskin? By the way, Carol Baskin, if you watch the Tiger King, has refused to submit to a uh, to a polygraph test involving what she might know about the disappearance of her husband. Yeah, and the case was reopened in yes. Florida. Well, I don't think it ever closes. Uh, because well, I guess doesn't it's have, active again. Yeah, yeah, murder doesn't have a statute of limitations, so assuming that this guy was killed, in theory it could be solved at any time. But they were going all the way back to 1997. So back in the 97 was when this guy disappeared. So, I mean, we're talking about 23 years. And I think if you just look at the evidence, if I told you, like regardless of who's involved, if I told you that a guy had gone to the police to try to take out a protective order, because he said that his wife was going to kill him. If I told you that he had consulted with a divorce attorney about divorcing his wife and moving to another country, and if I then told you that that guy disappeared and the wife ended up inheriting millions of dollars from him as part of a shady will, what would you think was the most likely outcome in terms of what happened to him? Would you think he just disappeared and that wife or the husband, if you're going to flip it, had absolutely nothing to do with it? It's coincidental. It's circumstantial. But if a guy who's afraid that his wife is going to kill him, who's about to divorce her, who wants to move to another country, suddenly disappears without a chase and a spouse ends up getting millions of dollars as a result, is every alarm bell in your head not going off saying, she killed him or he killed her. I mean, to me, this is just a no-brainer. What do you think, Eddie? 
exactly what you said. I, I right? Mean, I mean, it just all lines up. If you watch any kind of you know police drama or anything, the number one suspect is always the husband Don't or the wife. Don't even need to bring that up, but that also factors in, right? I mean, right. You, everybody's afraid of being killed by a stranger, right? Everybody out there listening right now, when they think about something bad happening to them, you think about like somebody, you walk into your house and somebody's in there that you've never seen before. The statistics are that the person who's going to kill you is who you marry by far, or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whatever it is, right? It's lovers, it's family quarrels, it's close relationships tend to be who kill you. And obviously she had motive because he divorces her. She doesn't have any money. She's got this enormous piece of land to put him wherever. She's got wild animals to dispose of him. I mean, come on. The meat grinder. Yeah. What do you think, by the way, about OJ? When OJ decides to weigh in on Carol Baskin killing her husband, is he self-aware enough to realize that people are immediately going to think about him killing his wife? Or is he so delusional that he's not aware of how people are... Like, does he read the responses to the things that he puts out there? I think he's just delusional. I do too. Yeah. Like, just so lack of self... Like, he's psychologically not there enough to even think about it i think he's he has told the lie so much that That he might believe he believes eventually you start believing your Uh own lie and so he thinks that he didn't actually kill uh ron goldman or his wife well i don't know about that but (laughs) i mean i I do think that you can become delusional enough that you can convince yourself that something that you did if you are like that it didn't happen like, I think in OJ's mind, OJ has convinced himself that he's a victim of the way that that story played out. I'm, I'm sure that's true, considering he's lost, obviously, his career and, and all of his status and endorsements and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I just wonder, when he puts that video out, does any part of him think, I am going to get destroyed for being an unbelievable hypocrite? When he was watching the documentary series, do you think the part where they showed the will and her wording about disappearance, you think he was nodding, watching it like, ooh, good move? I mean, I just, and also, I mean, the other thing, and I've talked about this before, OJ is so much more, like, if OJ hadn't killed two people, you would watch most of the videos that OJ put out on social media and be like, this dude gets it. Right? I mean, OJ is, in most of social media, there's a great deal of lack of reason. Uh, Emotion is crazy. There's not very much reasonableness in social media. You can argue there's not very much reasonableness in our society today. But on social media, I watch OJ's videos, I follow OJ, and I'm like, you know what? That's a decent take. And yet, he killed two people. And so, it speaks to the world that we're in that oftentimes OJ is a voice of reason somehow. Roberto, do you think she killed her husband? Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. Do you think she'll ever get charged with it? No, I don't think so. I mean, that entire story is just so And wild. I have a question for you, uh, you being yeah. a lawyer. Uh, am I wrong to think that Joe had some bad lawyers with him when two of the principal witnesses against him were two ex-cons and they were somehow very credible yeah you know and i would like to have been able to see and read the transcript and see the trial because 
you know, I thought that was the biggest disappointment from this entire documentary was that we weren't able to be in the courtroom to see what people testified against. Now, this ties in with the documentary that we talked about yesterday with the pay-to-play players and everything associated with the Christian Dawkins HBO special. Uh, We played you the audio from Sean Miller of Arizona and LSU's Will Wade. Um, And uh, oftentimes, like the reason why I bring up Christian Dawkins is the evidence against him was really bad. And oftentimes, jurors are so impressed by the lawyers that are involved that they don't really get into the nitty-gritty of a lot of the evidence so I wonder how good his legal representation was honestly because there should be uh, a lot of reasonable doubt in all of the charges that were brought against him I mean I think what people don't uh, contemplate and and, and really understand very often is you you, let's think about the world of athletics there is a tremendous difference between LeBron James and your average uh, college basketball player. A college basketball player is really, really good at basketball, right? They are incredibly skilled, but they are a pinprick as good as LeBron James. There are differences like that between lawyers, too. And I don't know that your average person spends a lot of time sitting around thinking about that. There is a LeBron James of criminal defense attorneys. And it might be Jose Baez right now, right? It'll fluctuate based on age. But Jose Baez got Aaron Hernandez off on his second murder trial and believes that he would have gotten him off on the first murder trial if he had been the lawyer in that case. It's not to say that Aaron Hernandez didn't have good legal representation. It's just if you can get the LeBron James or the Tom Brady of criminal defense attorneys to represent you, and you got to pay a lot of money for them to do it. But if you can get that person, there is a tremendous difference in terms of your likelihood of being able to avoid conviction. And so what demonstrates whether or not you get a great attorney is the resources that you have to bring to bear. And so I doubt that Joe Exotic had great attorneys. OJ is a good example. OJ had a dream team of attorneys He had resources the likes of which 99.999% of all criminal defendants have never had. And so even if you likely did it, if you've got the right legal representation, things can change in a uh, a heartbeat in terms of whether or not you're found guilty. And, uh, And I think it's likely that Joe Exotic didn't have great defense attorneys. And by the way, he's so famous now that he would have great criminal defense attorneys. Because even if you're not rich, if your case becomes well-known enough, lawyers want to represent you because that allows them to get their name out there as the preeminent representative out there. You know, this is interesting. Um, I got asked recently, hey, would you like to be on a a murder trial with me? Somebody asked me, uh, a a local Nashville attorney. and I was like, man, that's kind of interesting. Like, I think I have not been in a courtroom in a long time, but I basically talk to people for three hours every single day. I think if I had gone on to practice law, I would have been a really, really good trial attorney. Because ultimately, what I do every day is talk to a jury. That's the audience. And I get judged based on how many people listen. But how compelling can I be 
about trying to make complicated topics understandable for 12 people sitting in a jury box, I think I would have been really, really good at it. And so a part of me would like to handle a case every now and then. Like a part, It sounds crazy, but on my vacation, I almost would like to go do a trial for two weeks. And uh, and and be you know arguing and involved in sort of sharpening and continuing to keep my legal skills at their at, at a high level, being able to be in a in a courtroom. What about if you had entered into being a public defender? Do you think there's anything harder than that in the legal world? Because that's what Joe Exotic had was a public defender. Yeah, I mean that's an incredibly difficult job, and and I mean the biggest the most difficult job. And there's probably public defenders listening to us right now who will be nodding is you just have so many cases. And ultimately, the quality of representation you can do for anybody is a function of time. The more time you have to spend on a case, the better defense you're going to provide. And public defenders are just deluged with so many cases, they don't have time to go over the nitty-gritty of every different detail and find out some of those threads of cases that might lead to a, uh, a reasonable doubt because they just have so many cases that are on their desk that they have to resolve. And, uh, and that's a challenge in general, is trying to figure out how to, uh, how to manage all that. But yeah, look, I mean, I, when I practiced law, I initially was a lawyer down in the Caribbean. So I graduated law school at Vanderbilt. I went to uh, take the bar exam in the United States Virgin Islands, and I practiced for a couple of years full-time in the U.S. Virgin Islands. And, uh, and that was before I came back stateside, the United States. I passed the Tennessee bar too. So in back-to-back years, I passed the Virgin Islands bar and the Tennessee bar. So I'm licensed still in both those jurisdictions. And the Virgin Islands is such a uh, relatively small place that we, uh, as you know, I was a, a criminal, uh, I did criminal defense work, but I was a litigator who represented big companies. Like that's what most young lawyers do who make decent salaries is you go into corporate law and you're representing big companies. Um, But there were so few attorneys in the Virgin Islands that we also got assigned criminal cases. So, uh, and those oftentimes are some of the most interesting out there. But I represented, you know, a guy accused of murder. I represented a a woman who was accused of assault. I had drug cases. Um, And those were, I think, some of the most interesting cases out there. So I got a little bit of a different experience than maybe your traditional person would who is a you know top law school graduate who goes in to do corporate defense work. Um, I was doing a little bit of everything. So to circle all, to cycle all this back around on OJ and, uh, and, and, and his opinions on the, the tiger hunt, uh, Tiger King, um, it is kind of intriguing to think about how much different his worldview is based on the fact that he had the best legal team probably that's ever been put together in the history of mankind. I'm not even exaggerating on that. Certainly in a criminal defense case. Uh, All right, when we come back, we're going to be joined by Dr. David Chow at Pro Football Doc. We'll find out what he thinks about Tua, the latest on Tua's health. What is his take on the coronavirus in general? What does he think about the idea of the NBA moving to Las Vegas uh, from an epidemiological perspective? Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen seems like an easy choice to me columbia pfg has you covered with their Castback tc shoe its omnimax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot say fighting a fish not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet rocking boat so if you're going to be spending long days out on the water and i sincerely hope that you will be head over to columbia.com pfg and shop all their performance fishing gear 
the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. David Chow, rolls into the show. Appreciate the time, my man. Uh, got a uh, bunch of questions for you, but I want to start off uh, with a, uh, a question in general about the idea of the NBA going to China. Uh, China. Uh, that's already been a disaster. That'd probably be a bad move. The NBA going to Vegas. Uh, you may have read, I wrote about it at Outkick. We certainly talked about it a lot. The idea of almost creating a you know much less germ-laden environment to play in uh, from a doctor's perspective. How does something like that strike you? Is it a feasible move in your mind? Well, I mean, uh, if you're talking about a short period of time, potentially, but there's a lot of moving pieces to that. I mean, players do have lives, they do have families, they do have other things going on, and uh you know, of course, is there a crowd or not a crowd? And even if it's just for TV, what we talked about before, what happens? Uh, how often do you test them? Are test is testing available? Uh, what happens if a guy has uh, a fever a day ago? When do you let him back in? You, do you have to wait for a COVID test? I mean, uh, there's just so many different things that have to be worked through. But even with that, you have to understand that the day before. Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID. The guy he guarded and the guy that guarded him, the opponents, did not test positive for COVID. So, you know, it is very uh, an unusual strain and novel coronavirus. It does seem to be more infectious than other flus, but it's not like you walk by someone and you're guaranteed to get it, looking at the NBA example, for example. We're talking to Dr. David Chow, and this is interesting. Um you're talking about the infection rate. When you were a, the uh, team doctor for the, uh, at the time, San Diego Chargers, I bet almost every year you had a flu or a gastrointestinal bug or something that would run through a locker room and infect multiple guys. It seems like that happens almost every year. Is that accurate, that there would be something that would go through and end up impacting the overall health that had nothing to do with you know, somebody hurting their ankle or knee or something like that, but a, a virus that would be running through a locker room. Uh, it did happen, but thankfully it didn't happen every year. But we were also very diligent in trying to get guys to take the flu vaccine. Right. Uh, you know, first pass, not everyone would take it. But we'd talk in front of team meetings as players walk through the training room, hey, did you get your flu vaccine, and try and uh, uh, explain the guys why it was important. So we would get most of the team to take it. But this year, just off a of recollection, I believe the Patriots flew it was seven guys down. Yep. I think it was to New Orleans on a separate plane from the team plane uh, to make sure that they didn't try to infect more of the team. I think Seattle late in the season had an issue with the flu. And uh, yes, so that already is an issue. And look, let's say the NFL gets lucky on timing and you know the nfl has been talking about starting the season you know the off-season programs are going to be impacted but starting training camp or certainly starting the regular season games on time and with fans let's say that happens and, and that can happen and i hope so that it will happen the nfl gets lucky with that i think as you're saying the bigger worry is not going to be if they can start the season on time. The bigger worry is going to be what happens next December or yep. January. 
in terms of the rebound. Look, we're doing the and right thing. And we hope thing we have with, a vaccine, by the way. By, that would be right. the answer. If we have a vaccine hope. by then, then, then of course that changes the game. But I don't know that you can completely count on that. Yeah. And uh, if you don't have a vaccine or treatment by then, you know, what about next flu season as it comes around? Because one of the things, and I'm absolutely for the stay at home and, and you know, flattening the curve, the whole deal. But the fact remains that essentially the same number of people are going to get COVID-19, barring a vaccine, whether you stay at home and flatten the curve or not. Just fewer will get it now. And get a lot of people don't rate. understand that, by the way. I don't want to cut you off. But when you flatten the curve, you aren't necessarily changing the number of infections. You're just lengthening the period of time in which those infections will occur, with the idea being it allows your healthcare system to better cover and take care of the people who are sick. And I think a lot of people miss that when they look at that graph. They see the point, like the apex, the mountain, but they're not recognizing that the number of people getting the illness is still the same. Yeah, over over time, that's what's going to need to happen. And, and I'm not saying that to scare people, but obviously if less people get it now. I mean, there's potentially a second wave coming next year. But the point is that the good news side, because I don't like to be doom and gloom, you know, I want to give hope and so forth, is that all the evidence points to if you get it, you will be immune, at least for a period of time that measures years. Right. That's what science Which is why the second outbreak would be less severe than the first, because you have, quote-unquote, herd immunity that's starting to arise. Some people can't get it. Yes, that is true. So the more successful you are in preventing flus, uh, COVID-19, in this go-around in your community, potentially the more vulnerable in the next go-around, potentially. Uh, all right, so um, let's go. Uh, let's go forward here for a sec. I, my one of my college roommates is an orthopedic surgeon, and I think a lot of people have not been been thinking about this. What is your day to day now? Because we talk a lot about people not being able to work, and I think most people think, oh, doctors, every doctor is busy and working like crazy. But you guys now are not able to do elective surgeries, right? So, what is your day to day lifestyle like right now? Things are a lot slower because, yeah. first of all, um, you know, we have cut off uh, uh, non-elective surgeries. We cut off elective surgeries for the most part. And, um, you know, patients doing a lot of telemedicine. Yeah. Patients don't want to come out of the house. Yeah. I mean, I had an older gentleman the other day who really wanted to have surgery and qualified for surgery. And it wasn't really elective surgery per se because he needed it. However, I said, you know, you're 70, um, you're going to have to go to lots of physical therapy. So you're going to have dozens of visits out into public over the next period of time here. Um, do you want to consider, and I encouraged him to take another injection. He says, well, the injection doesn't work or last. I said, that's correct. But if we can get it to last eight weeks, you might be in a better position right. to do surgery eight weeks from now. And that's the path that we went with. So it is much less busy. And let me tell you something. Locally here in San Diego, my wife does work as a nurse at a hospital. And she was sent a letter by the hospital saying, we're cutting your hours. And by the way, this is how you apply for a partial or complete unemployment because the hospitals are fairly light and empty right now. Essentially, all they're treating is COVID. And thankfully, here in San Diego, we have not been anywhere close to overrun yet, and I hope it stays that way. Another medical system friend I know uh, uh, told 600 
doctors that they were required to take seven weeks, sorry, seven days of their vacation over the next couple of weeks because they were all slow right now. This and is in so, California? Yeah, this is in San Diego. Yeah. And, you know, uh, look, I'm not saying uh, that there isn't a problem. I'm saying the problem isn't here yet, and I hope it doesn't get here. Well, it's here, but it hasn't overwhelm the system, right? Uh, yes. That's all I'm saying. And, and, it the, is and so far, the, the coronavirus outbreak has been very regional. I mean, you can live in New York City and be like, if you're in particular neighborhoods, oh my God, if you hear the ambulances coming all the time, it feels like the world is ending. And then there are a lot of people out there who are listening to me, and this is a sign of the scope and breadth of the United States in general. We really are a massive country. There are a lot of people out there listening to us right now that are like, eh, this really hasn't impacted my life. I don't see it. And that's not because those people are blind, and it's not because the people in New York are overreacting. It's because there is a seismic difference in the way that you experience the coronavirus based on your geographic location right now. No no question. And, you know, I don't doubt that there's a major problem in New York or the Boston area, et cetera. I was just commenting on yeah, what yeah. I see day to day. Which here. is, by the way, but, a good sign that maybe, and if you look at those graphs and those curves, California, knock on wood, so far has seemed to be able to manage this in a way, uh, and, and frankly, the West Coast in general has done much better than the East Coast has. Well, you know, knock on wood, but then again, in general, uh, you know, outside of some really big cities in, in California, in general, California is more suburban, at least San yes. Diego in nature, than urban in nature like New York or Boston. The other thing I, I tell your listeners to do is, you know, statistics don't lie, but we can make them tell whatever story that we want to say. One of the things I would caution you is that anyone looks at the cumulative curve yes. of of an area or a region or a state or the U.S., it looks like it is that we have not flattened anything, that it is spiking like crazy logarithmically. However, and that's how most graphs are reported. That's right. However, if you graph it as daily new cases, um, you will see a rise, but you will not see the logarithmic looking expansion. Uh, I did it in my office to my nurses and staff. I said, give me your reaction on one to 10. How worried are you about of COVID in San Diego County? When I showed them the cumulative cases graph. Right. And the average was about an eight out of 10 worry. Then I showed them the same numbers, but done daily. And their worry was under five yeah. in terms of what it is. Now, I'm not saying it's not coming once again, but the perception of how it's presented, and I'm not saying that, that, that everyone is fine and we're not going to get it. There is worry that it's still coming, but hopefully the stay-at-home stuff has helped. And you asked about what I'm doing. Look, I'm trying to, you know, I have post-ops to do. There's necessary things to do. And to be compassionate, I mean, if you have a locked knee with a meniscus tear, I don't think you should wait eight weeks. Yeah. If you have a fracture, I don't think you should wait eight weeks. But, you know, the, the what I struggle with is, you know, uh, during a, a, a torn tendon surgery that was necessary yesterday, in talking to the anesthesiologist, he says, yeah, it's really strange. You know, my neighbor, the contractor, said life has never been better. He gets two or three new jobs every week. And I'm like, if you, I get finishing your kitchen remodel so that you can cook, 
but if you can add a new bathroom now, then <laughs> what's the difference between that and, and my doing an e-scope on somebody, right. uh, you know, uh, electively? I'm not saying I'm going to do it, but I'm just saying there are a lot of inconsistencies. Out here, yesterday, there was a ruling that, that real estate uh, professionals are essential services, and you can show homes. So, I mean, I don't know what's right. I'm just saying yeah. we're still working this out. There's no doubt at all. Speaking of working it out, Tua continues to be a story. Uh, let me get you a, a review of what the latest is on Tua and how you would assess it as we move, what, about three and a half weeks, I would say, away from the NFL draft-ish. I guess it's almost three weeks to the day, actually, from the NFL draft. He seems to be right where I expected him to be and where we talked about that he's able to throw. I mean, he's posted some video of himself throwing. I don't know if that I agree with his assessment that his personal assessment that he's a hundred percent. As I look at the videos, does he do very well? Of course he does. Does he look great? Of course he does. Does he look like he's a hundred percent? Of course he doesn't, but he's a great athlete. So to the naked eye, I think he looks like he does quite well, but the way he moves, the way he steps into throws and other things, I don't, and medically, I don't think he's 100% yet, but certainly he's very impressive. And I've said all along, he's a draftable guy. He's going to make guys at the top of the draft think twice about him, and it's going to be a very difficult decision for him. But I think he will be ready to play in September, assuming there is a season, assuming the coaching staff doesn't want to do the Patrick Mahomes and sit him the first year. If they want him to play physically, I believe he will be able to play. And he'll, his mobility will be in the 90s from where it was before. Maybe not 100, but he's still going to be one of the more mobile and, and athletic guys in the league. Outstanding stuff as always. Dr. David Chow, stay safe. We'll talk to you next week, my man. Thank you. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's Fountains of Wayne co-founder Adam Schlesinger. He won an Oscar in 1996 for writing That Thing You Do. That's the music that you're hearing right now, the Tom Hanks movie. He passed away at age 52 yesterday from the coronavirus. News breaking as we come uh, in to get an update from Eddie Garcia here. Uh, 6.6 million people uh, filed a weekly jobless claim this week. That's on top of over 3 million last week, meaning in two weeks, 10 million Americans have lost their jobs. 10 million. Just a sobering number that is impacting so many of you I know who listen to this program. It's one reason we're trying to be as positive as we can be. That's an unprecedented loss of jobs in the history of the country. Tomorrow, we're going to have a really good conversation about Tua Tagovailoa because I do think we just talked, uh, you heard us uh, discussing uh, with Dr. David Chow what his health status is going to be. We're exactly, I believe I'm correct in this. You guys can let me know if I'm wrong. I think three weeks to the day, the NFL draft will be three weeks from the day uh, right now uh, actually happening. And Tua is going to be the linchpin towards whatever happens in that draft. Wherever Tua goes will give you a good sense on what's going to happen with Justin Herbert. It will give you a better overall context of what's going on. And uh, I'm really kind of interested in diving into uh, that storyline with him as uh, as we look ahead 
Um, again, I want to thank you guys. I hit you with that unemployment number. Uh, nearly 10 million Americans are now unemployed in the last two weeks. It's truly unprecedented, unheard of. One reason I want to continue to be here every day on the show is I do think in times of difficulty, having some normalcy matters. So for a lot of you out there hearing uh, this show, hearing our voices, can help with what is otherwise a really difficult situation for so many people, not just health-wise. There's a lot of talk about the health impact of the coronavirus and everything associated with that. But man, we're talking about a major economic uh, hit, the likes of which our nation has never seen. And I believe, again, we're going to defeat the coronavirus and eventually we are going to come back stronger than ever before because that is the story of American commerce over time. That doesn't mean in the short term that there's not a lot of pain involved in uh, in how that process takes place. So uh, I, I want to make sure we're here uh, and we continue to, uh, to, to, to be a part of your mornings or a part of your days. As I said earlier, most listened to podcast we've ever had uh, in the month of March. More of you downloaded and listened to the podcast than ever before. And, and I think a big reason why that is occurring uh, is because you trust us to uh, help get you through tough times, even when sports aren't going. Uh, and that's why we're going to be here and why we hope to be here uh, for a long time to come. But we'll be back tomorrow breaking down Tua's uh, draft stock, thinking about who makes sense to maybe trade up for him, who could grab him, and all of that and more should be a lot of fun. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. I hope your Thursday goes fantastically well. Uh, this is OutKick. We have got so much still coming your way on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we got Colin Cowherd. I was talking with Colin yesterday a lot about uh, his show and how uh, he has continued to show up and, uh, and, and put in the work, and he's seeing the same numbers that we are all throughout Fox Sports Radio. We're here for you. Thanks for hanging out with us. This has been Outkick, the coverage. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel. Go download the podcast. Join the crew if you haven't already. Make sure you don't miss anything. Thanks to Dr. David Chow, to Jeff Schwartz, and to Frank Isola. Loaded show today. Make sure you didn't miss any of it. Go grab the podcast. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.